Reading from Limitless Love. For February the 17th, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for your great love. Thank you for your concern with us. Thank you, Lord God, that you want us to rest properly, early to bed, early to rise, and early to praise you and thank you before our day starts, Lord. So we acknowledge you, Lord God. We acknowledge you as surely as the sun rises. The Lord will appear. He will come to us like the warm rays of the sun and heal us and give us interest for the day and words to occupy with. In Jesus' name, thank you for your promise, Lord, to be with us. Amen. God is planning something good for you. Psalms 145, 8 and 9. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are all over his works. Psalms 145, 8 and 9. Again, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are all over his works. We often talk about the fact that God is love, but as simply as that statement might seem, to be, people still misunderstand it. That's because religion has taught them strange things about the love of God. Religion has taught that one day God might make you sick, and the next day he might make you poor. All in the name of love. Some preachers have mistakenly said that God would do those things to bless you or teach you something. But that's tra religious tradition, and it is contrary to the Word of God. The Word tells us that because God is God loves us, He is good to us. What's more, the Bible makes it plain that He is not confused about what's good and what's not. In Deuteronomy 28, for example, where God describes the blessing and the curse to the children of Israel, we can see that his definition of blessing and cursing is exactly the same as ours. According to the passage, God said it's good when we have more than enough natural provision in our lives. He says it's good if we plant crops to reap big harvests and if we have livestock. For them to increase, he said, it's good for our children to be blessed and for us to be physically healthy and whole. On the other hand, he knows it's bad for us to be sick, poor, frightened, and oppressed. Actually, the Hebrew word shalom that the Lord uses for so frequently to bless his people means to have wholeness in your life, spirit, soul, and body. It means you have nothing missing, nothing broken. God knows that's the way things ought to be. And because of his loving nature, that's the way he wants them to be. Not just a few of his people, but for every one of them. Always remember God's love and his blessing. Go hand in hand. You can't separate the two. That means you never have to worry about what he's going to do. You can relax, rejoice. And trust him knowing that because he truly loves you. He is planning something good for you. Amen.
And now for February the 18th, the foundation of our faith. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the rivers of thy pleasure. Psalm 36, 7 and 8. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of the, thy wings. They shall abundantly be satisfied with the fatness of the house, and thou shalt make them drink the rivers of thy pleasure. Again, Psalm 36, verses 7 through 8. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They should be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of the house, and thou shalt make them drink of the rivers of thy pleasure. Psalms 36, 7, 8. Again, and again, and again. Okay, let's get going. So inseparable is the love and the goodness of God that in the Bible we find a single word that joins them together. That word, loving kindness, is used again and again to describe the attitude and the actions of our wonderful Heavenly Father. I began to grasp how much the Lord wants us to know and understand His loving kindness toward us a few years ago. When the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart very clearly, I want you to preach the goodness of God, he said, and fear not the reproach of men. Again, I heard the Holy Spirit say clearly to me, I want you to preach the goodness of God, he said, and fear not the reproach of men. As I began to search out what the Bible had to say about God's love and his goodness, I found it was a theme that ran from Genesis to Revelations. It's obviously amazed me to see how much the scripture talk about the goodness of God. <clears throat> Why do you suppose the Bible from front to back, Old Testament and New, would so strongly emphasize the simple truth of God's goodness and loving kindness towards us? <clears throat> because it is the foundation of our faith in him. The more we know about the goodness of, of God's love, the more we trust in Him. The more we trust in Him, the easier it is for us to put our lives into His hands. And only by putting our lives into His hands can we open the way for Him to save us, bless us, and work through us so His wonderful will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> When I began teaching on the goodness of God in my healing services, I saw more miracles in healing than before. People saw from the word that God wasn't trying to keep healing from them because he loved them and wants them to be well. He was endeavoring to help them receive it. When that truth dawned on their heart, they were able to reach out to him by faith and be healed. I believe that something can happen to all of us. The more fully we understand the loving kindness of God, <clears throat> the more fully <clears throat> we'll be able to surrender ourselves to him. 
Once we're free from the fear that he might deprive us of the good things we need, once we're really sure God has our best interests at heart, we'll no longer draw back from him. Instead, we'll trust him to do us good. We have the courage and confidence we need to fully surrender our lives to him. We will finally be able to step out in faith and receive everything he has to give. Again, did you uh, listen to that? Did you hear that? We need to hear this teaching over and over and over again, folks. In other words, to to get that fear properly aligned. The fear that we, we were born with is to keep us safe from dangerous people and places, but not to apply it on God's action towards us, but to understand what the goodness and loving kindness of God really means. I myself had an inclination to study that way before I read this. The loving kindness, two words interwoven together. And it's a theme that says in the Psalms, it says his loving kindness is brand new in the morning. When we wake up, we have a new set of benefits. It's like a truckload backing up on the driveway and pouring down blessings beyond our control. We better use them up for that day. Give them away. Whatever we can, because you're going to have another truckload tomorrow. Bright and early, the Lord's loving kindness is going to show up again and again. Let me read the last two uh, paragraphs again, please. When I began teaching on the goodness of God in my healing services, I saw more miracles and healing than before. People saw from the word that God wasn't trying to keep healing from them because he loves them and wants them to be well. He was endeavoring, I love that word, endeavoring to help them receive it. When that truth dawned on their hearts, they were able to reach out to him by faith and be healed. When we understand what the the will of God is, and we accept that we have so hard because of fear to open the door from the inside and accept. If you cannot accept his love, say, thank you, God, that my heart is closed. Thank you, God, that I'm a misfit. Thank you, God. Every time, just keep thanking him, and that door will open with the love of God because you're pounding it from the inside to open up. That is God's will. I believe that the same thing can happen to all of us. The more fully we understand the loving kindness of God, the more fully we'll be able to surrender ourselves to him. Once we're free from the fear that he might deprive us of the good things we need, once we're really sure God has our best interests at heart, we will have fun. We'll no longer draw back from him. Instead, we'll trust him to do us good. We'll have the courage and confidence we need to fully surrender our lives to him. We'll finally be able to step out in faith and receive everything he has to give. Then we can have and rejoice and be happy. The Proverbs says, a cheerful heart makes good like medicine. The Bible says in Proverbs that a merry heart works good like medicine. The Bible says in Proverbs 2 that a continual joy is like having a continual festival, rejoicing. 
How does it go? Uh, the cheerful heart not only works medicine, but it will have a continual feast, like you're going to a smorgasbord every day. <laughs> Amen. Okay, you can get, get the book for yourself at kcm.org. Here we go. February the 19th. His love will keep you afloat. <clears throat> and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking in the seas. And when the disciples saw him walking in the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out of fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, loved ones. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him, saying, Lord, if it be thou, bid not me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come, come, Jesus, come, Peter. And when Peter was came down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Matthew 14, 25-31. Folks, we need to stay believing. And the word fills us up with that belief that we can float and walk on water with love through circumstances. Okay, back to the reading. Gloria Copeland says, Have you ever wished you were more bold and daring in your faith? Have you ever longed to experience in your own life the kinds of supernatural adventures lived out by the heroes of the Bible? Think of the times when you sense the Lord's calling you to do something new, to make a change in your life. Like Peter, you heard the voice of the Master calling you across the water of life to, to new levels in Him. You heard Him say, Excuse me. Come. You wanted to step out of your little comfort zone and walk on the water, but you didn't. Fear stopped you. You saw the wind and the waves and the circumstances around you. You grew timid and shrank back. If you've done that, and who doesn't, I have good news for you. You are not doomed to a life of doubt. If you want to change, you can make it. Make a change. You can stop being fearful and start being faithful simply by learning more about the love of God. You can study the word and feed your heart on the truth of his goodness until your confidence grows and you know you can trust him, not just with your eternal salvation, but with every aspect of your earthly life as well. Once your heart truly begins to grasp how much God loves you, you won't be constantly drawing back in fear. You won't be thinking, what if he doesn't come through for me? What if he asks me to do something that will harm me in some way? Instead, you'll be confident in the fact that God will never hurt you. He'll never abandon you or let you down. As long as you follow him, he'll always be there, loving you, helping you, and blessing you. You'll be bold enough to walk on water if he asks you, too, because you know his love will keep you afloat. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. February the 20th, courage to slay giants. Psalms 23, verse 1 through 2 and verse 6 in the Amplified Bible. 
The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, excuse me, tender green pasture. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. Surely or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. Amen. A psalmist David is one person in the Bible who truly understood the loving kindness of God as a young shepherd tending his flock on the hills of Israel. He fellowship with God and came to know his nature. He learned that God is a loving God. He is good, kind, and patient. Day by day, David discovered that God will take care of him provide for him, and deliver him from danger. As a result, David was filled with confidence in God's love, and the confidence made him bold and daring in dangerous situations. When a lion came after the sheep of the flock, David didn't run away. He single-handedly caught the lion by the beard and killed it. When the bear came, David killed it too. Later, when everyone in Israel was afraid of the giant Goliath, David was the only one courageous enough to fight him. Although others warned him about the dangers, David showed no fear. He simply said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. 1 Samuel 17.37 New American Standard These words reveal that David not only knew about the love and faithfulness of God, he has seen it work in his life. He's seen the victories God's love had gained for him, and just thinking of them made him bold. The same can be true of us today. The more we understand about the love of God and the more we see him at work in our lives, the more victories we'll have to remember. The more victories we remember, the harder it will be for the devil to talk us into letting him run over us. When the devil tries to convince us that he is going to defeat us this time, he won't be able to do it. We'll remember the lion and the bear in our own lives and think, If God loved me enough to get me this far, he loves me enough to take me the rest of the way. Just like David will stand up by faith and slay the giants that will try to stop us from fulfilling God's will. With the Lord as our shepherd, we'll face every battle with, without fear, confident in the fact of His goodness, mercy, and unfailing love will follow us all the days of our life. Amen. And the thing that was ringing in my spirit, I, Fernando, was the fact is, is how happy and joyous we were with our family setting. You know, we can come up when we grew up, we can come up with jokes, and we're always joking around, 10, 11, 12. You know, the, uh, you know, it was just amazing how much humor kids come out at that age in school, and we're always telling jokes to each other, and we're always, in other words, we come from a home that's brewing love, it's brewing acceptance, it's care, and, and very loving home, and then we get out into the world, and we get popped in the nose. Hey, they don't, 
we can't joke around. So we don't be fooled, you know. We we can't take, we stop taking risk in our comedy and our joy. But when once we keep learning the loving kindness of God, and by the way, by reading First John one through five, it's a super highway to understand the the love of God. It mentions it forty eight times in some translations. Almost 50 times of mentioning the love of God. You read it daily for a year, and the love of God will bubble up, and you'll be free. Freedom, not only from fears and inhibitions and hurts and and, and lack of energy, but freedom from credit cards. Freedom from words that people have spoken over you. Freedom from words that you speak against yourself. Hatred against oneself is is so relevant. So we need to stop that. And if God values us, He says that I love you. I I I you are my favorite. I hold you in my arms. Zephaniah three seventeen. The Lord rejoices over us. Around us with singing and dancing, rejoicing like a 12-year-old kid with a parakeet on his shoulder. And the parakeet loves to be with the boy, so he, the boy is going around showing off the parakeet. And, and it's so excited, so enthusiastic. That's how much the love, the love of the Lord, that's how much he loves us. He literally dances and sings and rejoices that he made us. It's hard to believe, huh? Believe it. It's scripture. Just stare at it. Zephaniah <laughs> 317. Stay there for about 15 minutes. Don't let your mind wander. Just make your mind think about it. And the photosynthesis of the word will come into your arms and legs and your mind and your heart. And it will sear you and stamp you and change you forever. It will always spew out love and acceptance. May the Lord bless you and keep you until we come again together in this limited love. Have a a great week. And remember, Jesus is Lord.